The Genius in All of Us. That's the subject of our series this week. It's also the title of David Schenk's new book, The Genius in All of Us, Why Everything You've Been Told About Genetics, Talent, and IQ is Wrong. And David Schenk joins us once again. Good morning, David. Morning, John. And uh, we also have with us a chess prodigy, uh, Josh Waitzkin, who's eight-time national chess champion. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, John. Uh, before I talk to you, Josh, I, I have a question for David, and that is, uh, does genius tap you on the shoulder in any sense uh, where you discover that you have some sort of talent? Well, I would say it creeps up on you very, 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 very slowly because genius and high achievement and whatever you want to call it, super, super success, is all about, first of all, ambition, wanting something very badly, and secondly, about a very, very slow process of development. And that's even for, for you know, so-called prodigies. Prodigy is a word that applies uh, to, to kids who are doing exceptional things at a very young age, but it does not mean that they were born with this innate skill. It's still a matter of development, believe it or not. All right, Josh Waitzkin, did you have a sense that something was tapping you on the shoulder when you had the sense? And, of course, you're the subject of the, that famous movie, Searching for Bobby Fischer. You started beating adults at chess when you were six years old. Did you have a sense that you had some sort of talent that was tapping you on the shoulder? You know, the first time I saw chess, I, I, I fell in love with it. There, there was something that felt profoundly powerful about, about the game to me. And I, I remember walking through Washington, Washington Square Park and watching these two hustlers play, and I, and I, I was enraptured by the energy of the pieces swirling around. And, you know, it felt a little bit like a lost memory to me in, in that moment. Um, over time, what I've come to, to understand is that, you know, I, I was soaking in the patterns of the pieces moving. There was electricity in the air, and, and I was a, you know, I was a rough-and-tumble kid. I loved the competitive ferocity of the game. I, I, over, I mean, so, so there was, I certainly had a connection to the game, but over my, the course of my career, I, I ran into people who were often much more, quote-unquote, naturally talented than me in terms of their, their maybe their, the mental calculating machine they had. My, my strengths lay in a passion for the game, you know, a, a love for, for the battle, overcoming adversity, and, re, you know, really resilience. So, so I don't really believe that it was something natural in me. I think it was something, you know, aligned with what David just said, that, that I, I cultivated as a way of life. And I, I lost so many big games, and, you know, every championship that I won really had its roots in, in the lessons learned from a, from a tough defeat. Interesting. And so the love of the game sort of uh, was the engine that drove your calculating machine, but you were constantly faced with uh, people who were probably technically more of a genius in the traditional sense because they had bigger calculating machines. Well, Josh, was, was yeah. the fact that you were a youngster beating adults, did that sort of distort the experience people thought you were having? Well, you know, I, I think that there's different um, degrees of, of natural talent. I think that, you know, sometimes somebody will, will approach a game like chess and compared to most people, they will be able to learn rather quickly. Um, maybe because they're unhindered by certain things in their learning process, they're tapping into the game in a manner which is consistent with the way their mind works, which is a really core idea. And so from the outside, it looks like they're a quote-unquote prodigy. That's a word I'm personally allergic to. I never associated it with myself. Um, but over time, when you compete against other kids who are, you know, have a natural connection to the game, of course the word natural is, is also a little bit dangerous here, right, as David right, will point right, right. out, um, you, you see that, that everyone is, you know, it has a tough mind, and everyone is really devoted to this thing. And so, then over over time, when you're competing against, it's it's like comparing, you know, people playing high school basketball to people playing NCAA basketball to people who make it into the NBA. You know, when you're looking at everyone who's in the NBA, well, you've got a lot of great athletes there, and then you're comparing um, drive, passion, work ethic, resilience. 
these are really the things which distinguish the good from from the great and what i've learned is that virtually anybody can get to the point of being very very good or even excellent as long as they they tap into the unique aspects of their mind you can play and chess, the, for example in so many different ways you can be an attacking player a conservative right. player someone who mixes things up makes them wild like me someone who plays much more controlling conservatively the key is to play in a, in a way which fits with your personality David uh, Shank, of course, is also with us. Josh Waitzkin talking about his experience as a, a chess prodigy, although that's a word he has an allergy to. David Shank, the prodigy story isn't necessarily a happy one, and Bobby Fischer, a uh, prodigy uh, in, in chess, is perhaps uh, one of the emblematic ones. What's wrong with the prodigy story? Why does it turn out not so well? Is it about our mythology of, ge- of genius or something about the experience of being a prodigy? Well, there are, several, there are several things about being a prodigy that make life very, very difficult. Of course, exciting in a way, but, but just a, a huge amount of pressure for kids who are achieving that early. One is just this expectation game. Another is this idea that you have something. This is, this is really ironic, and this applies to everyone, not just prodigies. And, and, and researchers have shown this over and over. If you are convinced that the, the ability you have is something innate, inborn, that, that you, didn't really, you don't really have a connection to except for it was kind of just given to you, that actually is a huge disadvantage in how you're going to go forward with that. But if you understand that it's something that you developed, even if it's something you don't control, but it's something that, that came to you over time, then that gives you uh, this incredible positive energy to move forward and know that you can attain uh, even more with your, with your life. So you have to maintain authorship of your abilities, and if you think it's magic, then you're going to be more filled with anxiety that you're going to lose it. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's really well put. That is exactly what the science uh, is telling us, not just about genetics, but about the psychology of being great at something. And this is scientifically based. This isn't just some sort of Oprah kind of, you know, believe in your talents kind of thing, right? <laughs> this is grounded as, as scientific as it, as it gets. There's this wonderful psychologist named Carol Dweck who did this... Uh, who's done a series of studies with students. And she takes one group of students and, and she says, you know, you guys are, are really smart. You're born with this, this, this gifted ability. Then she takes this other group and she says, uh, you know, you guys are doing well because you've worked so hard. And then she asks them each, you know, what they want to do next. Do they want to take a harder type of, of course uh, of study or do they want to kind of take it easy? The kids who are told that they're innately smart um, they want to play very conservative ball. Wow. They don't want to push wow. themselves, and they don't do as well. The kids who are told that it's all about development, that, it's, that intelligence is a, and, and, and skills are all malleable, they do much better, and they do, and they do more challenging things with their life. Wow. David Shank, the author of The Genius in All of Us, thanks so much for being with us. Josh Waitzkin, uh, thanks so much for being with us. Josh, you open with the queen pawn or the king pawn? I open. I open with the king pawn. One, just let me just say one thing. I, quick, I love, really quick. I run a nonprofit educational foundation, the Art of Learning Project dot org. Any parents, educators who'd like to use it as a resource, it's a nonprofit foundation. We're really Fair. working to bring out the great, the and we'll, we'll link to it on our website. Lessons from Josh Waitzkin, eight-time national chess championship. Thanks so much, chess champion. Thanks so much, John. We've been hearing from lots of listeners on the question of being a genius, and we want to keep hearing from them at thetakeaway.org, or please call us on 8778-MY-TAKE with your stories. And when you're at thetakeaway.org, also check out the Takeaway blog. Find posts from contributors from Ibrahim Abdul-Mateen, Louise Story, myself, all of us. I'm Todd Zwillick, in for Celeste Headley. I'm John Hockenberry. This is The Takeaway.